The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. You betcha, 6.33 Wednesday evening. Welcome to it, John Scholes. And always, Lior Samfiru here as well from Samfiru to Market. You can always reach out to Lior on your own time, encouraged to do so. you got a million questions. You need some time to go through them with Lior. Or maybe a simple question. You just need some answers or you need them to get the work for you. You can do that anytime. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address constantly we always use. And that website, we always tell you to go there first. Even before the phone call, you might get some answers. It's pretty robust. We'll answer a lot of questions and give you free access as well to that severance calculator. Super handy whether you actually need it right now or not. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Usually what you ask is a question that hundreds of others are wondering as well. So everybody gets educated on this show over the next uh, half hour. So the uh, the main topic is going to be, you know, answering some recent questions Lior's gotten uh, from clients about termination and severance and everything under that umbrella. We'll go through a bunch of those as we carry on through the, uh, the night. But we always start off with the case of the day, pal. What is cooking? Great to be here, of course. Employment law is such an important topic now more mm-hmm. than ever. Man, you can't turn on the TV or open a newspaper, listen to the radio without hearing some some uh, doom and gloom forecasts about the economy. I, I certainly hope that's not correct. But if it is and your job is going to be affected, you need to understand your legal rights. Because guess what? Bad economy, good economy, your rights are the same. You have significant entitlements, whether you lose your job, your job changes, whether you're put on a temporary layoff, mistreated at work. The law is there to help you, to support you. Unfortunately, this is always the frustrating part. So, so many people just don't understand and appreciate what the law does for them, what the rights that they have are. Well, by listening to the show, every time we're on, you'll learn more and more about those rights. You'll arm yourself with that such important knowledge that you need to have. So stay tuned. We'll talk about very important things. But of course, you may have issues that you're dealing with right now. Maybe things you've always wondered. Well, the wandering, the questioning ends now. You can call on the show right now. Tell us what the question is. I'll answer it. I'll tell you what you need to do. I'm not going to lecture you on the law. I'll just give you the answer. So take us uh, up on this offer. Call us to the show. Or, of course, you can call me in the office anytime. We'll give you that number and email address throughout the show. But to start off, a case of the day. Now, John, you know I've said on the show many, many times that Severance offers are not good usually when you get one yep. and you should call me. Well, mm-hmm. people often ask me, well, how bad can they be? Are they really that bad? <laughs> well, I had a an example today, prime example. I spoke this afternoon with someone. So he had been in a senior role, in a director role for a, for a period of 17 and a half years. Uh, he's in his late 50s, uh, you know, making a decent income and was let go because of some restructuring on the company's uh, side. So what did the company offer him? They said, well, 17 and a half years, we're going to offer you 17 and a half weeks. Plus, we're going to be very nice. We're going to offer you an extra $1,500 on top of that. <laughs> so 17 and a half weeks plus uh, 15 
$100. So that's your offer. You better accept this by Friday. Well, he called me today. And John, I, I, you know, I was almost choking on what I was eating when I first read that termination letter. Ridiculous. This person easily is owed 18 to 20 months of severance, 18 to 20 months. He was offered a week per year of service, 17 and a half weeks. Nonsense. So there's over a year, a year and a couple of months difference between what he was offered and what he's owed. He's owed over a year's pay more than what they've offered him. That's a six-figure difference for him, uh, and, and that's how bad it was. Now, listen, this is a very bad severance offer, but it's very common for me to see bad offers. In fact, it's almost always that I see a situation where whatever the person has offered is a lot less than what they're actually owed. So if you're lost your job, you may well be owed a lot more, a ton more than what you've been offered, what the company even believes that they have to pay you. So I'm going to help this gentleman now. He's going to get his full severance, not a dollar or less. So an important lesson there for all of you. If you lost your job, if that that uh, end date is coming up, you need to give me a call. You don't want to leave money that you're owed on the table. It's almost less of an insult to offer him nothing. <laughs> like seriously, 17 weeks plus, ooh, that $1,500, bucks. do not forget about that. The guy's a fiduciary. I mean, that's that's a joke. I mean, either they were really, really trying to pull the wool over his eyes or maybe they just didn't know any better. That comes up too. They just don't think they don't know any better, right? My, my gut feeling on this is that the company didn't know any better. And yeah. the interesting thing is this is not a small company. Um, obviously, I'm not going to tell you names or anything like that, but it's not a small company. But despite that, and I see this often, they don't know better. It's easy to think, well, I work for a big company. If they tell me I'm getting 17 and a half weeks, they must know what they're talking about, right? right. So uh, I'll just take their word for it. They're the big company. No, 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 no. The, the likelihood of getting a terrible severance offer is the same whether you work for a small company or a big company. So do the right thing. Always and forever. Give me a call if you lost your job. And as I mentioned off the top as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. I mean, that'll give you a pretty good, uh, good, pretty good forecast of what you're actually owed. In this case, it would have done the same thing. Let's get into a couple of these questions before we uh, slide into a break. Um, and, and this one dovetails nicely into what you just said, Lee. Or sometimes, you know, you give your assessment here on air or otherwise uh, for a person's severance, and they're thinking, "Man, what? it's like everyone's owed so much money. How's that possible?" Yeah, and and I get that often. It's like, yeah, come on, how much of what you're saying, Leo, is kind of a pie in the sky number versus you know the reality no remember nothing that what i say is my opinion or what i think or want someone to get what i think and what i want is completely irrelevant right we're talking about the law we're talking about legal rights and entitlements and the reason why you hear someone is owed 15 months 24 months severance it's because that's what the law provides yeah. So you've been lied to all these years when you've been told by whoever, oh, you get a week per year of service if you lose your job, maybe two weeks per year of service. Nonsense. False. Wrong. Not even close to being the law. Your entitlements are based on a few factors. The main ones are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And the effect of that is you're owed significant amount of severance, even if you work for a short period of time. Even if you're a part-time employee, even if you work in construction, even if you're a truck driver, all those individuals, even many of them have been misclassified as something other than an employee. Guess what? You are owed severance. Those are the real entitlements, the real amounts, uh, and that's why you have to make the call if you lose your job. 
All right, we'll get into that one break and back into more of that topic. Wednesday night edition Employment Law Show continues. Hang with us. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Hey, welcome back. 6.43, lots of time. John Scholes here, Lior Samfiru from the firm. Of course, you want to reach out at any time, you can do so by calling Lior and his crew, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca or simply pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll go back to some recent questions we've kind of pulled together over the last few weeks, Lior. Hi, Catherine. Good evening. How are you? Good, thank you. Excellent. What's, uh, what's your concern? Um, so I was recently let go from my company that I had been there for over a year. So in November 2023, it was a year. And I was let go with no cause um, on January 4th. They only gave me a week severance. Okay. So you've been there about a year. And what kind of a mm-hmm. job What were you doing there, Catherine? Um, I was project manager for a construction company. All right. Got it. And, and how old are you? Uh, 41. So someone in your situation is right around three months of severance. That's months, not days, not weeks. So you've been wrongfully dismissed. A wrongful dismissal simply is a situation when you're let go and you're not paid proper severance. A week is nonsense for you. So, uh, so the good news is situations like this are very common and very straightforward to resolve. So what I want you to do, Catherine, is I want you to reach out to me in the office to call me or email me. We'll give you that contact information in just a second. And uh, myself, my team will will help you get this resolved. There should be no problem getting you that severance. Obviously, there's a huge difference between a week and three months. So do not walk away from your rights. And also, I had a truck payment involved as well where they paid the truck payment for me, which was um, like $600 biweekly. Does that get included in anything as well? So was it a, a car allowance? Uh, yes, yes. So yes, so that's a very good point because your severance has to include all components of your compensation. So salary, of course, benefits if you have benefits, bonuses if they were bonuses, and certainly car allowance as well. So yeah, that would have yeah. to be accounted for over a three-month period. So wow. more of a reason to, to give us a call uh, because, again, a week for you is absolutely nonsense. Yeah, but it didn't seem like it was enough. You bet. Catherine, I'm going to give you that number right now, and I'll repeat it throughout the show, but uh, 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca is how you reach Lior. You know, I'm surprised she, I mean, she got enough for a cup of coffee, but I'm surprised, you know, I saw a construction company there. I thought, ooh, I thought, I, I didn't think she'd get a week. Usually they just say, you know, you're in construction, you don't get severance, right? That's the usual, uh, that's the usual excuse we hear, right? Well, you know, it's interesting. It's possible that the company she works for, the construction company, thinks they're being generous. Thinks, well, she's not owed anything. We're going to give her a week. Good for us. We're being super good here. Well, guess what? Nonsense. You work in construction, you get the same severance as everyone else. No, it's not correct to think to say that construction employees are exempt. Absolutely not. Well, of course, we're talking about non-union employees here. But if you're working in the construction industry, you absolutely get severance. For her, after a year of working, that's about three months severance. So if that resonates with you, if you lost your job, you're in the construction field, better believe you get severance. You got to give me a call right away. Welcome to the show, Neil. What is cooking? 
Yes, uh, good evening. Um, I have a question. We're, uh, we're in the trucking business, and mm. um, uh, our pay depends upon if you're on a day shift bid, you're paid by the hour. If you're on what we call a line haul bid, you're paid by the miles you drive and the hours it takes to drop and hook trailers and things like that. Now, the two pay scales have never um, uh, come together, so they're totally separate. And I've been with the company a significant period of time. This is always the way it's been done. However, in the uh, um, about November, the company unilaterally decided that if a day shift, now this is an hourly guy, has to uh, transfer freight between terminals, that that driver was to be paid by the line haul pay scale rather than the hourly pay scale. Now, in our particular case, the, the, the actual transaction of money is about the same amount. However, what happens is um, we're paid overtime after eight hours plus your lunch, so eight and a half hours. Now, if you have to travel to another terminal and back, let's say that takes two hours. They want to pay you at the line haul rate. However, at the back end of the day, they will not pay your overtime until after you've returned to your terminal. So let's say, for example, you were going to start at 6 o'clock in the morning um, and you had to go to another terminal and come back and you re- return at, say, 8 o'clock in the morning. Your overtime will not be paid after 2.30, but now at 4.30. So you're losing your, your revenue or your income by losing um, overtime, even though you've worked. Now, rather than working 8.5 hours, you have to work, say, 10.5 hours in order to get the overtime at the other end of the day. Yeah. Could I, I get it completely, Neil. So so here's the thing. A change like this to your compensation or compensation structure could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. What that means is that by, de- by doing that, by them changing the way you get paid, you may be able to treat your employment as being terminated and require this company to pay you severance. Now, there's no way to physically stop the company from doing that or to physically make them change back to the way things were. The decision you have to make ultimately, and you have to make that decision very quickly, are you okay with this and you just continue working? Or are you going to consider your employment as being terminated? Now, the reason I say you have to do this quickly is that because this change happened in November, we're now at a point that if you continue working any longer, you're going to be considered to have accepted this and then you're stuck with this arrangement forever. So you have to make the decision. Now, obviously, if you decide you want to go the constructive dismissal route, I want to talk to you more. I want to understand exactly how it's going to impact you, what kind of a financial hit this could be, let's say, in a year. Uh, But that may be an option that you have. If you want to pursue that option, we need to speak off air very, very soon. uh, Okay, I I understand that. Now, so far as – so what's happened is the the couple of drivers ahead of me have – bid off that one so they don't have to do it, as I have. But if they would require me to do that, say a month down the road, that would be the first time that that situation has impacted me. Um, if I say no, that or is the fact that they have decided to do that, say, three months ago, and in the next three months, it's my turn to do it, have I still considered to have accepted it? Well, not yet necessarily, but once they do it, then you find you you 
accepted and then you continue working at that point you're considered to have accepted it so it's best that we prepare for this now because if this is going to be a minor change and it's going to impact you to the tune of i don't know 200 bucks a year for example i understand 200 is money but if that's the effect it may not be a constructive dismissal it may not be enough so what i want to do is i want to chat with you to to understand the potential impact on that but i would have that conversation neil sooner rather than later got it very good i thank you very much and we appreciate uh, your call, Neil, as well. And to reach out, as I'm sure you've heard, is one 821 5900 to reach Lior and his team. And you can email your concerns as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's an interesting uh, thing that he brought up too, Lior. It's like, yeah, the, the word's coming down now, but it might not affect him for three months. But you're kind of you're kind of saying, you know, mount a, a preemptive strike just in case it happens, right? And you've already prepared for it. Yeah, understand your rights, understand what your options are going to be if and when it starts impacting you. And anytime you have an employer that changes the way you get paid, oftentimes I see situations where someone gets paid, let's say, a salary, and they're switched to commissions or part commissions, or maybe they are already getting commissions, but then the company changes the commission structure, the way they get paid. Mm -hmm. Anytime your compensation is affected, the term constructive dismissal should jump into mind right away. Generally speaking, a company doesn't have a right to affect your compensation in a negative way. And if they do, you have that constructive dismissal right. But the key, of course, as I was saying to Neil, you have to deal with it. You have to act quickly. You can't say, well, let me see how the next two years go and then I'll do something (laughs) about it. Once you know that this change is being implemented, we have to have that constructive dismissal conversation. And you still have some minutes as well, so uh, get on board. Give us a call. Dial that number, 416-870-6400. And in between that, back to some of the common questions we've had over the last oh, dozen years, really. Uh, Lior, this one we get all the time, too, and this one's kind of where the buck stops with people sometimes picking up the phone. And they, they come on and say, okay, Lior, I get the severance thing. I've used pocket employment law. I see what I'm owed. But uh, does that mean I have to take my former employer to court? I mean, they think it's a big trial, like a murder trial. It's, it's nothing like that. Well, I started off today by talking about the case of the day, the gentleman that was offered 17 and a half weeks when he's owed 18 months. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what he asked me. He said, well, do I have to take him to court to get the severance? Because I don't know that I want to do that. And guess what? I can't blame him if you have to go to court. But the nice thing is, the good news is when it comes to employment law and severance, in the vast, vast, vast majority of cases, we don't even see the courthouse, okay? It's so far away. We don't even have to worry about it. The matters can resolve very quickly, usually within a few weeks, and you get what you wrote. So, no, that does not mean you have to take your employer to court. Now, there's the one case in 100 that may have to go to court. Very, very rare and, and not something that you really need to worry about. So never be concerned or afraid of the legal process. The legal process when it comes to these matters is usually quick. It's straightforward. It's not even necessarily that adversarial. So we can get the matter resolved quickly and on good terms. We always boast. In fact, I start every show by plugging the Pocket Employment Lawyer website and the uh, severance app on there to calculate their severance. And it's such a good one, and it, it really is accurate. But we always get asked the question as well, you know, is severance calculated for those who work in, say, specialized industries where there's not a lot of job? How does that change things? Well, you know what? The severance calculator, as good as it is, and it's helped literally over 2 million people, yeah. uh, has its limitations. And one of the limitations is in some situations, you actually may be owed more severance than what the severance calculator shows. And that's especially true if you're working in a specialized industry, in the industry when there's not a lot of jobs, or maybe in an industry that's simply just not hiring right now. 
the harder it is for you to get a job, the more challenging it's going to be to find another job, the more severance you get. So you may use the uh, pocket employment lawyer, our severance calculator there, and it may tell you that you're owed seven, a six-month severance. But if you're in a specialized industry, that amount could be 10 months or 12 months. So those things are very important to keep in mind. That's why it's a good, it's a fantastic place to start with the severance calculator. But you always got to make the call because you may have rights that you didn't even realize. Another way you could get more severance is if you were recruited from another job, for example. Right. Uh, again, not a, a limitation with the severance calculator that it can't account for that. But if you were working for a company for two years, you were let go. But before that, they recruited you from a company that you worked for 10 years. Well, now you could potentially be owed severance on the basis of all the years, up to 12 years. So, yes, you actually may be owed even more severance than you'd see in the severance calculator. That's why you start there, but then you give me a call. You know, we had the uh, lovely Catherine on a short time ago, and she mentioned losing her job. We talked about severance, and she slipped in. the Oh, they used to give me a car allowance. I had a truck I had to pay for. What other things could be encompassed into that severance offer? What should be there other than salary? Very important. Very, very important, that question, because we often focus, when we talk about the show, about the number of months that someone is owed, six months, 18 months, et cetera. But equally as important is what's included in those months. And the answer is all components of compensation. So if you want to know if something has to be included in your severance, you ask yourself this question. You ask, would I have received it had I continued working? If the answer is yes, I would have, then it has to be included as part of your severance. So let's say you're owed 18 months severance. Well, mm -hmm. in that 18 months, would you have had your benefit coverage? Absolutely, right? So benefits have to be continued. In those 18 months, would you have expected to get a bonus? Well, based on past history, yes, you would have. So you have to get the bonus. Would you have had a car allowance? Well, we know you would have because you get whatever $100 or $1,000 a month in car allowance. That has to be included. So bonus, benefits, car allowance, pension contributions, all components of compensation have to be included in your severance. It's not just your salary. Very often what I see is a company not forgetting about salary, but conveniently forgetting about everything else. That's wrong. It has to be included. And with that, we are done for another evening. Back in here tomorrow, though, so if you think of any questions in the meantime, uh, keep them in your head. Bring them on tomorrow. When we ask you to call, we'll do exactly that. But you can always reach out to Lior now that we are done for tonight, and that is 1-855-821-5900. The phone number there, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And one more time, use it at your leisure. It's free. It's anonymous. Got the severance calculator ticket for a spin called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow in 24 hours right here on the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment